Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Allie. And we're the Wednesday Girls. What's up? What's up? Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. You want to do the opening? Uh, sure. Hey, everyone. I'm Al. I'm Kat. This is the Wednesday Girls Podcast. Thanks for hanging out. Today's a very big day. Well, the day that it, this will come out is July the 5th, 2023. Why is that such a big day? It is my half birthday, mm. which I love to celebrate for a number of reasons. First is that my actual birthday is January 5th, which if you're a person that has a birthday in and around like Christmas, New Year's, that kind of like the holidays. Very anticlimactic. You know how bad it sucks. So it's, it's, I mean, we're in Calgary, Canada. It is cold. It's a dark here that time of year. <laughs> so it's like, just you're making bleak. it sound like it's like 24 hour winter Blackness. day stuck. Like we're not at basically hanging out with Santa. It's horrifying. We're on the same latitude as London, UK. We are? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, someone could fact check me, but I'm fairly certain that's correct. I was going to say, I'll Google it later, but I won't. Because, like, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I trust you. Like, why would <laughs> Anyway, it's shitty to have your birthday, like, that time of year. Plus, I've also been told that I'm a January Capricorn, which is apparently, like, the worst sign. Because we suck, apparently. Oh, I don't really believe in signs. Like, for... That. Can I just tell you my theory on this? Yeah, please. Okay, because this is... Signs are, like, really big in, like, the lesbian community. Mm-hmm. And people are all about being like, oh, you're a... You're a Capricorn Libra or whatever. whatever yeah. yeah, like, I can't even name them all. I'm a Pisces. I'm a fish. I guess I like that because I like swimming. But... <laughs> I don't think that has anything to do with it. But I'll <laughs> give it to you. <laughs> I'm a water baby. Okay, yeah. I don't think signs mean shit in that sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, historically they made sense because maybe back in the day when your, like, mom who was carrying you lived in the medieval ages and their diet was consistent of, like, radishes because they were carrying you in the winter months... And that, like, altered your genetics or something? Maybe that had an effect on, like, you physically or because you were born in the winter months and you had, like, shorter sunlight days or whatever. Like, maybe that affected your personality back in the day. But, like, I just don't think there's anything in this day and age where if I'm born this time of the year, it's determining... Like, my weekly horoscope. Like, your personality and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Everyone's like, what a Pisces thing to say. Joke's oh, on you. so I'm, pessimistic, those Yeah, Pisces. like, what if I'm actually a Sagittarius? Is that, is that one of them? Yeah, that's one. That's December. That's... Oh. Or, like, November, Damn it. end of November. I should have lied from the beginning and been like, I'm a Scorpio. And they'd be like, oh, Scorpio, she's so fiery. Yeah, I mean, I don't Anyways, know. Anyways, I just think fire. they're bullshit, and that's my feelings. <laughs> that's fair. That's I think it, it's kind of fun to. I follow a couple different accounts on Instagram that are like Capricorn memes, and then I'll like yeah. scroll through. And I'm like, uh, this is so me, but they're usually like horrifying. <laughs> really yeah. like, yeah, January Capricorn likes to like sit at home alone in the dark and not talk to anybody. And I mean, that's true about me for sure. But yeah. it just feels a little bit um, victimizing to see it in meme form. I yeah, I mean that's fair, dude. And like, I. I think it's really funny to read horoscopes because mm-hmm. I don't believe in them, but I think they're really funny. But I had an old roommate and he was like next level hated them. And so I always read his and he was mm-hmm. also a, did you say you're a Capricorn? Yeah. He was also a Capricorn. And I would Pessimists. like, yeah, I would Mad read them to him all yeah. the time. And I'd be like, oh, classic Capricorn. But like, I didn't believe it. And also I realized that my whole theory I just put out there is really stupid, but I'm just trying to say that in no way does this whole thing make sense to me, and that is the only way I can sort of rationalize it in my head. That is totally fair. That because totally your fair. mom ate radishes during the winter months. During the winter. 1500s. 
I mean, I get. I mean, it makes sense to me. I, I, I guess that seems like a legit theory. I'm not big on on the signs. I just, I just use the fact that I'm a January Capricorn, which is I've been told the worst sign to be. I just use that as just um, another reason why I think my birthday sucks. July 5th is like a nice day for me because what it's you, my half birthday. What do you do for it? I have tried for many years to get my family and my friends on board with my half quarter and three quarter birthdays um but they have not which to me is shocking i think that i'm worthy of being celebrated multiple times in the year they do not agree unfortunately um whatever i mean um so i mostly just acknowledge it on my own okay like, i was gonna say i haven't been invited to anything happening on July i know 5th, given it, well so. i think maybe it's a january capricorn trait to just not also not like planning parties which i do not like to do um but uh yeah i'll like i don't know take the day off or schedule a massage for that day or like something like that like i usually on my half quarter three quarter an actual birthday do a little something just acknowledge it we're getting old why should we just wait like once a year to to celebrate that yeah you know Every day is my birthday. Um, yeah, well, well, that's okay. That's a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's this is great. I will text you half happy birthday in a few days. Uh, and just final note is just to prove that this sign theory is really stupid. Do you know what we should do to add to the spreadsheet, mm-hmm. which you need to send to me still with their horoscopes? Uh, why don't you add horoscopes because everyone's always like, no, not like their horoscopes, but their signs because everyone's always like, Mm. oh, this person goes with this, like a Taurus or whatever. Right. And then we'll just prove how stupid it all is. Or... That's good. Oh, but that's going to mean I need to know the birthdays of all the people on the spreadsheet. I just don't think I know those things. I think you're cutting or selling yourself short as a female and everyone knows how psycho we can be about internet stalking someone so actually you're right i am the fbi yeah so we'll do it and if you're out there you're listening to this thank you first of all if you have feelings about star signs astrology horoscopes please share them with us come at me with your theories you will not make me feel any worse about being a january capricorn (laughs) probably um because i already know that they're the worst but I don't know if, if there's some validity there, if there's a different way we should be thinking about our star sign, let us know. Send me an article that'll make me so angry again, like last episode. Yeah, like the tall person did. Yeah. I was just raging. Yeah, that was a shitty, Anyways. shitty piece of literature. But I love, anyway. I appreciate it was sent to us. So yes. send us all the literature you want. Yeah. And Allie will read it. On Galaxies and Will not. <laughs> uh yeah let's do a brief overview of homework there wasn't we kind of didn't really give ourselves we're in, we're in summer okay school's out school's out yeah. so not a lot of dog walking going on not a lot of work at the park what's up with tinder any more swiping no i kind of I, I took to heart what you said last time where you said i had completed the assignment by just swiping and downloading and getting the experience i love it so deleted that app immediately after we recorded last episode you know what we're in hot girl summer so how's it going for you uh hot girl summer has been lukewarm thus far (laughs) uh but it's just getting started so we'll see um yeah uh not not great not great so far okay okay but it's i'm okay with it i don't I, i don't feel the same pressure that i felt like last year for example for some reason i was i was really a bit more aggressive about Hot Girl Summer last year. You know, it comes in waves. How's Hot Girl Summer going for you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's okay. Um, I was meant to go on a date last night, but right. I got a massive headache yesterday. Um, so I canceled. I did cancel in the morning. I didn't pull uh, I'm at the hospital 15 minutes before. And to be clear, my, I wasn't at a hospital for my headache. I was laying at home with all the windows blind shut. Yeah, and you probably had an Advil, which is what a reasonable person would do. Yeah, and we did reschedule. So that 2BD. Yeah, so it's it's uh, lukewarm for now if I keep uh-huh. having headaches. And that, that's first date, second date? This will be the second date. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Which, very important, because I think we've made this really clear. You over here, little little open book. Me, 
sometimes lived behind a fortress. Yeah. Just to keep with the medieval 1500 metaphors going on here. <laughs> How the hell do I tell someone I have a podcast about uh, being a Wednesday girl? Which, like, do we need to do a definition again on the Wednesday girl or... Yeah, probably wouldn't hurt to give the folks a yield revision uh, <laughs> of the definition of a Wednesday girl. Basically, Allie and I's way of saying that we traditionally have dated some not so great people. They Their priority and their focus is them. We are people pleasers, so maybe the relationship starts off with some great weekend dates, some fun activities, and slowly but surely you get pushed to becoming a low priority where you get like a weeknight date Mm -hmm. and then you become a Wednesday girl, never a weekend girl, Mm -hmm. or they leave and then they come back and they make you a back pocket girl instead of a front pocket girl Mm -hmm. where you're never the priority. So yeah, exactly. How do I tell someone without making them think I'm just getting content material from them that I am doing a podcast about dating and figuring my life out with ADHD and all that jazz. Mm, good question. Did did this come up on this first date with a guy, or, or is it just something you're kind of thinking? Oh, I didn't bring it up on the date. <laughs> he said something about like what podcast do I like, and I was like, oh, oddly enough, I'm uh, I have a I started a podcast, and then I very quickly like went on to being like, but I also like listening to X Y Z. Uh, and then just breeze past it. But I was like, for example, if this does progress and I do like this person and we want go on more dates, mm-hmm. one, I think it's really important to be like, create a line of like, okay, I, I will or will not talk about you. Mm-hmm. And two, but like, then how do I just even casually bring up the fact that this is now something in my uh, weekly life? Right. What do you say? I've been on a, a couple first dates since we started this thing. And yeah, I've shared with them that I, if it comes up, how um, does it come up organically? What are you doing later? What does your week look like? Oh, what, okay. you know, like, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm hanging out with my friend Kat. We're recording our, uh, an episode of our podcast or I'm editing a podcast right now. And they're like, say more. And then I say, oh yeah, it's a podcast. This is what it's called. This is where you listen to it. <laughs> this is what it's about. <laughs> Don't give us and bad reviews. I had one guy, he said he was going to listen. I don't know if he has, but he also made some comment. He was like, oh shit, is the stuff we're talking about like going to end up on your podcast? And I said, probably, uh, <laughs> but we don't name names. So don't worry about that. <laughs> I mean, we can use our discretion. I feel like, because I feel like all the stories that I've told, it's about people that, it, like past relationships, it's like nothing like really currently, but. Really? Because we did witness some bruises on your butt, so that was pretty current. Oh, okay. but it had wrapped and you had that given that had person a funeral. He, okay, remember, fair. He, he's deceased. <laughs> Not I can't believe you actually. bring up my, my dead. Okay. Okay, <laughs> so you haven't necessarily had a negative reaction or where someone's been, like, scared and been like, okay, this is done and I'm going to sue you if you mention anything about Mm-mm. me. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I'll just somehow organically work that into the conversation of what did I do over the weekend? I recorded a podcast about you. (laughs) Yeah, I recorded a podcast and we talked shit. (laughs) Yeah, if you could just go ahead and listen to this, this, and this episode, it'll just really get all this first date conversation out of the way and we can get into the good stuff. Right, totally. It's like, love where you're going with your line of questioning. I'm just gonna send you a link. Yeah, to a podcast, and then you review that uh, information, and then yeah, get back. To what me. am I looking for? Episode five, baby. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it just kind of goes with. Anyway, we always talk on here about how I just I'm kind of an open book. Yeah. So it's like it's it's a part of my life. It's a big thing that I'm proud of, and that takes up a lot of my time. And yeah, that's true. I'm I, gonna share it, and if they don't like it, well, like sorry. I'm not going to stop recording this show. Yeah. We're talking about this stuff. Yeah. That's because, fair. like a stranger essentially doesn't want me to. So if, if it bothers them, then okay, move along. That's fine. Do you know what? I think that's kind of almost like anything else. Like 
even for example talking about like mental health and you know us having mm-hmm. ADHD and things like that I think well for me it was kind of something scary to bring up or talk about on dates at first and now it's like well this is me so yeah accept it that's what I'm about so maybe it's kind of just the same thing where it's like well I'm not saying mental health and a podcast are the same but it's it's Mm. part of my life now so that's just a package so yeah that's fair okay I'll give it a shot I'll report back you should yeah Please let mm-hmm. me know how it is received. Yeah. Um, on the topic of like mental health and like ADHD stuff, mm-hmm. should we talk about our um, attention deficits today, maybe? Yeah, because we've, yeah, I think that was one of the things that really brought us together on this podcast originally. Yeah. And something we bonded over. And For sure. we've obviously really focused on the dating aspect so far and everything about that. But I think it's, pretty big thing in my day-to-day life and your day-to-day life so yeah let's talk about it yeah I feel like maybe you want to talk about your story first just because you were the first of us of the two of us to go on um any sort of or get diagnosed or go on ADHD medication things like that so do you want to kind of talk about your experience because then I think that actually really affected how I did things afterwards so I think that'd be Kick it off. A good place what I'm to trying start. to say. Yeah. Holy okay. moly. Um, uh, let me set the stage. It is the year 2021. <laughs> so it had been like about a year of the pandemic. And um, I was single. I had uh, gotten out of a relationship like probably about six months earlier. Mm-hmm. And um, I was living in this like little apartment and obviously like working from home and, and trying to navigate, you know, COVID-19 the same, the same way, like no one really knew what the fuck, you know, we're just kind of trying to, yeah, you had to have like your two closest friends, follow the rules and like be, and and it was weird for me. I've, I've, I really like being alone. I've always been like very good at being by myself and like keeping myself entertained. Mm -hmm. And in the pandemic, all of a sudden that, wasn't a choice anymore it was like it wasn't up to me to decide when I wanted to be kind of like on my own and do my own thing it's like no now you're just alone and isolated all the time um and so that started to take a toll on me for sure and I read this article in the New York Times um then about uh languishing they were saying that was the term that they were giving a lot of people during the pandemic because you're not thriving necessarily but you might not be considered depressed formally you're Mm -hmm. somewhere in the middle where you're just kind of like going through the motions and kind of like confused and like having some kind of feeling about what's going on but not feeling like you can do anything about it Mm -hmm. that's languishing and so I think I was telling this to you and I was saying that I feel like I'm experiencing this languish maybe there's like a scotia like depression I started feeling Um, some weird anxiety around things like driving, like more anxiety than I usually have. Like, like changing lanes on the deer foot. I would like be like, like freak out about that. Which which is is like like, a major highway in the city. Yes. Yeah. Which is like, which was awful. It was an awful feeling. So I remember telling you a lot of this on one of our walks around uh, the neighborhood we lived in. And you actually suggested that I talk to a therapist maybe because that might help. Mm-hmm. And then you recommended um, the counselor that is now our therapist, our therapist. <laughs> that we love so much. Um, and that was a great experience. And so started kind of, I guess, exploring sort of my mental health. I had never really thought about it before Mm -hmm. I had never been to counseling before before that um and then later on in the year so so about a year goes by it's like still COVID I'm seeing our therapist feeling better but still something I didn't feel quite right and I was at a physical at the end of the year with my family doctor who has been my doctor since I was like six and um I had shared with her because she kind of did a little mental wellness check-in just given everything that had been going on uh in the world for the for that year and I had kind of told her that I was seeing a counselor and she started asking me some more questions about that and I told her that I was concerned that maybe I was a bit depressed and um anxious and things like that and she sent me home with three different worksheets 
And then I had to come back a week later and talk to her about the worksheets. So I didn't know what they were. I just went home and did them. And it was like a bunch of like checkboxes kind mm-hmm. of like how often do you, you know, like on a XYZ. scale one to 10 or something totally. like that. Yeah. yeah. It was like a little homework. So I go back a week later, I hand her my worksheets and she told me, she said, okay, one of these is for anxiety and one of these is for depression. And you've scored like moderately on those. And then she said, this third one is for ADHD and you've scored very high on this and I was like floored by that yeah and I said like what do you like I'm I'm an adult lady like I was like 31 at the time I was like there's no way that I have ADHD isn't that just something that like kids have and aren't they like off the walls and like hyper and like crazy and I I shouldn't say crazy but um hyperactive yeah yeah like 80 the H in ADHD yes is hyperactivity so I share this with her and she told me that everyone can have 80, like whether you're an adult, you're a kid, I think most, and don't quote me on any of this, but I think most people kind of have it from childhood and maybe they just don't know. Yeah. And that women are more likely to have something that's called inattentive ADHD. What does that mean? Which is more like, um, a lot of the same symptoms as like, ADHD, like the kind of hyperactive version of ADHD, but it's not disruptive in the same way. It's not like as physically obvious. So like when you think about somebody who is tapping on something all the time or jiggling their leg or they can't stand still and they have to be like moving while they're doing an activity or they have a fidget toy, like remember how big those were for a while. That's not necessarily what is more traditionally seen in a female in symptoms. Okay. So the kid in the back of the classroom that's like practicing karate when he should be like writing a math test, that kid might have like the hyperactive ADHD. And then the kid at me, the kid at at her desk daydreaming about something else. Yeah. Or unable to focus on the paper in front of her. Yeah. Maybe she's got this inattentive ADHD. And yeah, apparently it's more common in women and girls to have this inattentive type. And because it's not as obvious, yeah, it often goes undiagnosed. So then she started asking me questions about what was I like as a kid? What were my study habits? If I were to like pick up a new hobby, is it something I could stick with? Or would I like quit once it got yeah. hard? Things like that. And she's asking me all these questions and all signs kind of pointed to, yeah, this like, ADHD that's probably been lingering and how did life. how did it feel to get that diagnosis was it like stressful was it a relief did things click were you like okay what's the next step or were you kind of like I need to process this and need a minute I don't know how did you react to that I honestly I was a little relieved mm-hmm. like it felt it felt good to know that some of these things I was experiencing were like due to like kind of the way I I was wired like the and Mm -hmm. the reason I wanted to go to therapy when I started thinking like oh maybe these are like some signs of depression because that really scared me and I thought I I need to and I'm so fortunate to have at my disposal resources to kind of like help me figure this out yeah because I know how impactful and serious things like anxiety and depression can be on an individual on the people around them so I was kind of relieved honestly and my doctor said because I had scored moderately on the other two worksheets for anxiety and depression my doctor said I think if we get the ADHD like symptoms kind of like under control the depression and the anxiety will kind of take care of themselves Yeah, and I think that's an important thing to know. And again, like, we're not medical professionals, so Mm. if any of this is really resonating with you, I mean, go talk to a doctor. Mm -hmm. But symptoms of ADHD can go along with anxiety and depression, Mm -hmm. but anxiety and depression can also be separate of ADHD. And that is, that's, I think, something you need to navigate with, like, a medical professional. But I don't think people always necessarily understand that you know, ADHD, you can have these things on this, like 
because of it. And that can be around that anxiety where you don't want to drive and things like that as well. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like, so, so for example, the things that I, um, had shared with our counselor and like the things that kind of made me think like, Ooh, maybe something's up here and I should start seeing if there's ways I can like explore my like mental wellness a little bit was like I said, driving like extra anxiety around driving mm-hmm. um my doctor was saying to me and I've done a, a bit of reading about ADHD in the last couple of years and my doctor had shared that a lot of people with ADHD are typically like bad drivers in that they're statistically more likely to get into an accident or something like that how many accidents you've been buddy because <laughs> <clears throat> I have caused, I've caused at least one, at least two. Really? And I've been, I think I've been in like three or four. Oh my God. Two were not my, um. You're supposed to drive us somewhere later. Two were not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Think twice. I will. Uh, but anyway, so statistically, because you're like, you're distracted, right? You're yeah. not So maybe your reaction time to like step on the brake, for example, maybe that's a little slower. Yeah. Because you're daydreaming, right? Which I do all the time. So my anxiety around driving wasn't necessarily because I'm quote unquote anxious. It was because the ADHD was kind of just, just has always kind of made me a bad driver. Yeah. Um, And I was procrastinating a lot and it was starting to affect my work. And that's a huge symptom of ADHD. You have a project in front of you. You don't know where to start. Yeah. It's very overwhelming. Or you nitpick and stuff. Like I am also a bit of a perfectionist, which is, seems counterintuitive that you'd be a perfectionist that procrastinates. Mm -hmm. But because I'm concerned about every detail being perfect I overwhelm myself really quickly. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it easier and easier to just like put stuff off, put stuff off until yeah. I don't have time to be a perfectionist anymore because I just need to deliver the finished product. You are basically explaining my entire university experience. Would you just like pull all nighters? I would fully stay up all night. Yeah. And well, unfortunately, I'd also <clears throat> force my one sister to do it because she's just such a nice human nice. where I'd get so panicked and then I'd be like, help me with this paper. And she would get pulled into it because she's just a really good human being who mm-hmm. can't say no. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, same thing where it was just like, and then you got to the end where you were just like, fuck it. I don't even care if it's a C-level paper. I just want to be done. I, it's 11.59 p.m. Mm-hmm. and this is due in one minute. And, like, I just sent it and, like, that's the relief. And it's like, you do kind of get, like, a rush of satisfaction in a sense in that way. But it is just like you build up and build up and build up and build up, like, that anxiety around the entire process. And yeah. Man, university probably would have been a little bit different, hey, if you had a yeah been on some medication then. <laughs> just yeah, honestly, just like I think like schooling, mm-hmm. school in general, I yeah. think would have been a little bit easier. And like I have started and stopped so many different like activities and like hobbies and things like that. Oh, same. And it's like when you first start it, you kind of hyper fixate on it. It's like, oh my god, I'm gonna become so great at X. Yeah. Playing an instrument or like an art, like like knitting or weaving or like something yeah. like that. And then as soon as it gets like a tiny bit challenging, it's like, nope, this is not for me anymore. Which I think is maybe one of the reasons we are both really proud of ourselves for doing this podcast. Yeah. Is because it's like we actually did it. And so when people ask me about the podcast, I'm just like, we're having so much fun. And it's also just like we accomplished something. Mm-hmm. And it feels really good to actually have like done this rather than yeah. been like, okay, well, we we read some websites, we ordered a mic, and then that's where we stopped. But mm-hmm. yeah, so like, f- yeah, following through and then sticking to like a pretty strict schedule and keeping each other accountable. Yeah. Too, I think has been really great like about yeah. this project and I'm so that's why I tell anyone who will listen about it because I'm so fucking proud of it <laughs> even even if it's a first date oh, and I'm and they're concerned I should be more proud and tell people on the first date do it do it um we'll see but yeah so I mean I guess my initial reaction to go back to your question was like a little bit surprised like and just kind of like I guess shocked that mm-hmm. that um my doctor had sort of suggested that I, I could have ADHD but then the more I started reading about it 
um, the more I was like, oh my God, yeah, like, yes, this is me. Fun fact, because we were talking about my half birthday, I read in um, a book by, I'm going to say his name wrong, but he is really great. Gab, Gab, Gabor? Gabor Mate? I don't know. Gabor, I'm asking don't you like it's a question, like I know. but it is real. And Gabor or Gabor Mate? G-A-B-O-R-M-A-T-E accent degree. Rhymes with latte. Okay. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I think, I think, um, but he's written, uh, he's a, a psychologist, I think, but he's written a couple different books. Why am I fucking giving you the backstory? It doesn't matter. He wrote that, um, people that are born December, January oh boy. are something like 30% more likely to have ADHD or like kind of develop it because our parents had the option to put us in school early. So my parents, because of like the way that the school system kind of like oh, yeah, yeah. cuts off, my parents had the option to either put me in, like start me in school when I was five and a half, which would mean I'd be like the oldest kid in my grade. Or they could put me in school when I was four and a half and I'd be the youngest person in my grade. And I do not blame my parents for this at all because I would have wanted me out of the house too. They put me in school when I was young. They went for like the earlier option. Yeah. And I'm thinking that maybe that might have contributed to... Because you think about how different a four-year-old is from a five-year-old. And like I think about some of the like weird social things that I have and it's like, ooh, yeah, because I wasn't probably like socially or like emotionally or honestly like cognitively ready yeah to be going to school and that that is from a book called the myth of normal there you go it's yeah it's it's a it's a long read but it's fascinating really okay lend it to me i'll read it okay maybe um (laughs) (laughs) that's a it's it's like four or five hundred pages which is a tall ask for someone with adhd but that's thick but okay, and the, sorry. The the last thing I'll say on it, my my journey is that um, another thing about ADHD, which I felt really fortunate for, is that there's like few ways that you can treat it. Um, if you're going to choose like a, a prescription route, yep. there's like a couple different medications you can take, and you just kind of have to figure out like your dosage, sort of. I noticed a difference immediately. That's awesome. Immediately, it's it's just been totally game changing. I love that for you. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. That's kind of how it went. And it's still going. It's still going. And we feel good most days. We feel good most days. I have a little bit of, if I think about it too hard, I'm a little worried about being on, it, it's an amphetamine. I take a prescription called Vyvanse. Yeah. the brand name. And I called a friend that works for um, the police and he works in like drug and alcohol. And I was like, what is this that I'm taking? Wow, he was you like, went down a route. He's like, it's basically, he said, well, an amphetamine on the street, let's say, is like speed or like meth, if you're really hardcore. Yeah. So he's like, it's just like like baby meth. And to be fair, when you go to a pharmacy, that prescription is locked in a safe. I don't know if your doctor did this, but they gave me like a conversation where, for example... I don't like I've lost a medicate like a prescription before and I had to mm-hmm. be like oh I need a new refill but if this was a prescription I lost there would be a lot more questions because it is very much monitored by right. the health services right because it yeah. is such a like a strong drug and can be sold like yeah. on the streets and things like that so yeah and yeah. um it's expensive too very fortunate very to have great benefits through our employer but it's expensive yeah and I have to go check back in with my doctor for the first year at least, I think it was every three months, just because of some of the side effects, like it can affect your blood pressure. For yeah. me, a big challenge was my weight. I lost quite a bit of weight. Yeah. So I have to go back and check in pretty frequently to be like weighed and, ha- and have my blood yeah. pressure taken. And it's a drug where you work up your levels of the prescription that you need. Mm-hmm. So if you're taking X milligrams, they don't just give you that. You start this amount for a week and then this and this mm-hmm. and this and then again if you were to come off of it you work your way back down because it is a drug that would cause major withdrawals mm-hmm. if you were just to quit it cold turkey which I know somebody who's done that and it mm-hmm. was a terrible idea for them they yeah. told their doctor afterwards and they were like that was a really dumb move mm-hmm. uh, if you had a wanted to change or switch like that was like a conversation where we would have worked you down rather yeah. than just 
yanking your body off of this drug. Yes. That yeah. I don't, it's not a, like, I'm not saying to say it's an addiction, but in a sense, your body has like, it's become a stabilizer and you it, rely on it. A yeah. Bit. So, yeah. Yeah. So that worries me a bit. But I'm definitely benefiting a lot from mm-hmm. from the medication. It's like for the first time, like I remember that first week taking it and being like, oh, is, is this what like normal people's heads are <laughs> like? Like this quiet that I'm experiencing? Yeah. Like this focus that I'm yeah. experiencing that I could never do before? Like I thought the noise in my head was like normal and I didn't realize until it had quieted down that I mean for me it's normal but that's not everyone else's experience so not everyone was, has an ongoing internal monologue just 24 7 yeah and my internal monologue is out loud I that's something that surprised me it surprised me but it didn't because I've always talked to myself always like since I was a kid out loud like I it's a good thing I live by myself <laughs> although I lived with roommates I'm gonna have to check in with them if they ever heard me talking to myself my mom sure would and she just didn't like think twice about it. Yeah, but she'd be like, "Oh, like I heard you having a conversation with it's my yourself. weird little daughter over there in the corner." Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, or, or like I'm um, listening to the same song on repeat. Oh my! But God. I mean, yes. for like days at a time. I there was like songs in university that I would mm-hmm. study and I would listen to it for the entire week. One song, and it was like that background noise. Or, yeah. I mean when Spotify does their rap at the end of the year and everyone's like, oh, share out your your top songs. Oh, God. (laughs) I never do because I'm like, this is so embarrassing because I maybe have (laughs) a song that is like, that uh, you know, it's not really that popular and I've listened to 400 times in a year because it's like my concentration song where it just goes over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. So. What what I'll share mine if you share yours because I do the exact same thing. My Spotify Wrapped is like horribly embarrassing. Oh, what was your what? number okay. one or one of your top songs? Share one of your. Top I don't songs know what was last like. year, but for sure at one point. Anyway, I don't even have as much shame in this because she's really cool again. Mm-hmm. Is I think one of my top rap songs was probably a Miley Cyrus song off of her like <laughs> Dead Pets album. <laughs> I Which love that you're like fucking banger. I, I think it might have been this song, but like from the specific album. Oh, like I don't exactly remember because it's called it. Dead Pets album, which is like so messed up. And I yeah. honestly I don't know the actual song as I just know the album. But like, mm-hmm. I was in a Hannah Montana. Like we were too old for that shit. I was never into that. Yeah, but there's like I don't know, man. She's had some fucking sick songs, and I have been a she closeted has. Miley Cyrus fan for quite some until time until now. Until now, and it's now she's there. really big, and I'm like literally that person that I'm like I was always a fan because the chick has a sick ass voice she does and Dolly Parton is like her godmother or something which yeah I fucking which love. is the fucking coolest yeah so yeah what's yours last Please year lamer. <laughs> I think I think I got you beat last year it was sugar we're going down by fallout boy like, down, like that down to the yeah that's <laughs> that song is like 15 years old. I was going to say, what year did that come out? Probably. I don't know. I should look it up. But that was fully my, that was my like number one song for some reason. Uh, We should uh, curate a A Spotify playlist. Spotify playlist for the public. Oh my (laughs) God. For the listeners. We absolutely should with all of our, although we do have, because we have a playlist with one of our our friends from work called Speedy Repeats. That's true. And he, he has ADHD too. So. Maybe he'll give us permission and we can share it out. Yeah, and we can him. just yeah. chuck in those songs. Because it we, is, it, like... It's a crazy playlist. It is, yeah. And it's not even crazy because we're putting all of ours in. It is just crazy to so be like... Random. This is the genres that one person... Like, the genres, plural, that one of us is listening to. And it's... Yeah, it's a weird one. Okay, um, I think... I think I feel like that's my piece on ADHD. <laughs> oh, okay. turn. My turn? Yeah, my tell, turn? Me, tell me about your... My journey? Your ADHD journey. Okay, yeah. I think I want to mention that, like, mine is a little bit different in the mm-hmm. journey, but also really similar in a sense. But in my mid-20s, if actually not earlier, probably was, like, the first time that I really realized that I would get depressed or anxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking back now, I've probably had anxiety since at least puberty maybe before that but it's really hard to kind of pinpoint that Mm -hmm. and it's um I don't know hard to untangle that but yeah so it's 
and something really prominent in my life, but maybe not quite as obvious to people because it's something you internalize too, I think. And so when I was in my mid twenties, I was at my family doctor and I think I was there just to like fill a regular prescription. And I just had a complete breakdown and like started to like cry. And she was like, what the fuck is happening? Mm -hmm. Like I can still like picture her face and she was like, Oh my god, I thought we were giving this girl an asthma inhaler. Uh, <laughs> and then meanwhile, she, like, brings back, like, a survey and does this. And it's like, okay, well, like, I think you are depressed and whatnot. And so she gave me a therapist to go see. And I went to this therapist for, like, a few sessions and, you know, talked about some issues. And... I remember at one point I had kind of like, I don't know if I'd seen her for a few months and I kind of said, oh, like I'm feeling better. And she said, oh, you're cured. And then it was like, oh, I'm kidding. But like, come back if you need to. But that just stuck with me so poorly to say that I was cured and that meant I should be okay going forward. So then for like the next few years I went through waves of like depression and anxiety and I literally would have panic attacks where I would be in my apartment and I was like I could feel it coming on and I would need to go for a walk or I'd have to call my sister like I'd have to do something because if I sat there in my own space I would like be just so incredibly anxious Mm -hmm. where I felt Like I was having trouble breathing and things like that. So it got pretty bad. And it was something that my family doctor for like a number of years was like, you should try some medication to deal with this. And I was really resistant to that because I take like other medication for actual like physical things going on. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't want another prescription in my life. And I tried practicing mindfulness. I tried so many things where I was like, I can just figure out this myself. And then, yeah, it was during COVID as well, where I finally kind of hit this low point and my family doctor was like, again, was like, let's just try putting you on some antidepressants. And I went on them and it made a big change where I was feeling a lot better, but not a hundred percent. Like I was like, I feel like maybe 80% where I'm not having these really low days and things like that. And then, yeah, like you went on your ADHD medication and I had a friend go on a female friend as well. It was around the same time, which was kind of weird because I didn't really know any females at the time uh, who had ADHD. And now I feel like there's so many. So many. And so another one of my friends went on it. And when she told me she was going on it because I had known her for a really long time, I was like, that makes perfect fucking sense. And it was funny because I also like I, I have a guy friend before that I was like, you have ADHD and they went to their doctor and they figured out and they were like, Oh my God, thank you so much for telling, like figuring this Mm -hmm. out and whatnot. And so it's where I've seen it in other people or people have explained it to me, but it was something that never really resonated with me. And then I remember I was with this one friend and we were on a trip and I think I was trying to tell a story and I was jumping around, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, just laughed. And she's like, Kat, like you for sure have ADHD. And I was like, do you really think so? And she was like, yeah. And then I saw our therapist. I kind of brought it up. She got me to do the little form. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, you have some you have some things here. And then I went to my family doctor. I did the form again. And she was like, yeah, like you have ADHD. And it's not something, again, where I thought I had it because I wasn't, as you so beautifully said, doing karate chops in the back <laughs> of math class. Although I was. <laughs> I do remember in grade eight. There was, uh, the teacher would always put the four worst boys in the corners. Oh, gosh. And I was one of them put in the corner. And I was like, The four worst boys? Yeah, I was like, what And Cal. And I got put in the corner and, uh, because I was too distracting. So, I mean, I guess I did have some other shit going on there. Yeah. Was that always your feedback on your report card being like, a joy to have in class, but chatty? Like, talks a lot. Like, uh, I, oh, that was always my feedback. They're like, yeah, she's nice, probably. but, like, she's not doing the fucking work, and it, she's distracting exactly. everybody. Yeah, like, if they just focused a little bit more, they could be doing totally. better grades and things like that. And yeah. I, I have two older sisters who were, like, straight-A students. My sister as well. And yeah. things like that. And then I came along, and I played sports, you know, which was probably a really good outlet for me, because I'm mm-hmm. burning all this energy and things mm-hmm. like that. But focus head down things was just really not my strong suit yeah and then so I ended up 
going on ADHD medication. Again, this was like shortly after you did. So it was mm-hmm. COVID as well. And that was the last thing that I needed to like fill that 20% where I was like, oh, this is mm-hmm. what my life can be when I'm like not having a panic or anxiety attack yeah. and like feel focused at work and not be procrastinating Mm -hmm. like and one thing that I did was I would get really anxious and I'd snack a lot so I'd go and like get a snack from the fridge and then bored snacking yeah and I wouldn't say that like the ADHD medication has like eliminated my appetite like it does for some people but it did stop that anxious need to get up and like get comfort food Mm -hmm. and things like that so yeah it was like really big change for me for sure that I needed yeah but I also was like somewhat resistant to that too because I've always been very much like I can do this myself if I just do more meditation if I do more of this things like I can find the solution and again I was like I don't want another prescription but it really was the answer for me so it was Mm -hmm. a relief really yeah is there anything about like post-diagnosis life that is um, that's changed for the worse for you or anything you've noticed that it, it is like different, but maybe not in a good way. Like one thing I know with some people on ADHD medication is they take the weekends off from medication. Mm-hmm. I take it seven days a week. I've done it where I haven't taken on a weekend and maybe it's cause I'm on a higher dosage, but I crash. My body just craves sugar like mad. I just want to nap. And that's not how I want to spend my weekends. I had the exact same experience. Yeah, and I'm not, like, uh, sure I like sweets, but I'm not really a super sugar-driven person. Mm -hmm. But, man, off of it, I was like, get me all the carbs, get me all the sugar I could possibly have, and now I'm going to go have a nap. And that's just, like, that's not what I want to do on my Saturdays or Sundays. Yeah, it feels like a waste. Yeah, I mean, maybe that sounds like a perfect day sometimes. Yeah, and one thing I think about, like, ADHD is we always paint it in such a negative picture. Like, it's something to solve. Mm Mm-hmm. And for me, I think it was something to solve because I said, like, the depression and the anxiety, well, those are one thing, and I don't think they're necessarily related. It is still some of the symptoms of it. So the medication has been very good for me because that was becoming, like, debilitating at times. Mm -hmm. But there's also parts of, like, having ADHD that I really enjoyed. Like, I kind of was scared to go on the medication and that I was like, this is going to alter my personality and who I am. And... I don't think that's necessarily like true, but I think I'm a little bit different in like social situations Mm -hmm. where maybe I'm not like so sporadic or spazzy and maybe that's a good thing. But sometimes I'm like, maybe that's also what was kind of made me fun at times. Like when I wasn't on the medication, I was outside more because it was something Mm -hmm. I had to do. And I had a really good routine where I was like, this is the things I need to accomplish in order to kind of keep everything under control. Mm -hmm. And I think there is something that's beneficial about a routine and going on to the medication, I don't need my routine as much. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think that's really a hard, like that I, I don't have a routine in place anymore. So I'm not like doing this on this day or I'm not going for my walk or I'm not meal prepping and I'm not like handling everything the same way. So sometimes I kind of actually miss that side of me a little bit where it was a little bit different, but ultimately at the end of the day, like it's been a greater benefit for me to to be dealing with it the way that I am. So yeah, I feel like just knowing that it's there has been really kind of empowering. It's nice to know what the reason is for things. Like it's nice to have the diagnosis in a way, I guess. And it's encouraging that it's, more common and I think for me anyway I think the isolation of the pandemic just really was a great environment for my ADHD to come out to play like it was just Mm -hmm. really thriving because now I'm lacking the social structure of the office um, where I would go into work every day you know once you're like not being like supervised in the same way not that anyone was like watching me do my work but like no, but if it's... I was just standing in front of the fridge deciding what to eat for 30 minutes at work eventually someone would be like are you okay like <laughs> or, or I just wouldn't do that yeah but I had the freedom to do that when I was at 
at working from home, you know, or mm-hmm. it's like, I'm just gonna have a nap in the middle of the day, which I won't lie. Sometimes I still do, but now it's 20 minutes instead of an hour, you know, like, um, like things like that. I'm very open about my experience with, with ADHD and, and learning more about that. And I've heard from a lot of different people that I know that had a very similar experience. And so I think it's more and more common now or it's maybe it's always been the same level of a commonness, but now we just have a better understanding of it because people are being kind of diagnosed as neurodivergent. And it's like, we can kind of have conversations about it now. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, when I was in elementary school, you know, 20 some odd years ago, no one ever said to me or my parents at any point, no teacher, no counselor, like nothing. No one ever suggested that maybe I had some like ADHD symptoms, but now to be like neuro spicy, as I like to call it, is just more kind of like common and, and just sort of like more accepted or. Yeah. Like what did we say well last known. one that everyone and their dog or their cat or whatever is medicated. Yeah. So no shame in the med game. I was just going to say. Oh, I took the words right out of your mouth. That's the thing is, I think if it works for you and medication's the answer, that's awesome. If mm-hmm. you have other solutions or ways that you handle things, yeah. for example, like what I tried to do, like I, I wish that had it been what would have been like the best results for me. It wasn't. So I'm okay with it. I accepted that I need like some sort of like medical intervention through a drug to help me but yeah I think it's just kind of even just us making it more normalized that people are do you just say it was neuro spicy that's what I'm calling it neuro spicy it just sounds sexier than neurodivergent or like yeah I want to be spicy you are girl Uh, you are (laughs) me and my Miley like a flaming hot cheeto you and Miley (laughs) Okay, so I don't know if we necessarily have a ton of homework for ourselves, Mm-mm. but we do want to put out a call out to our male listeners, female listeners, they, them, in the future, we'll have some for you. But we've kind of had some uh, feedback recently from the male listeners with some questions and comments and things. And we would love for you to send us in some messages messages with, like, ask us anything questions. So mm-hmm. what are things that you want to know from Allie and I about women and dating or really anything in the space that we've kind of discussed? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can send us our messages on the Wednesday Girls Pod on Instagram. Yep. Or you can, if you're not on the gram... You can head to the website, thewednesdaygirls.com, and shoot us a message there as well. We will keep it all anonymous. Yep. We're not going to drop names. That's not our style. Uh, And yeah, we would love to do one of our episodes soon where we kind of cover these questions and give our feedback and our perspective, right? Totally. Have you ever seen that show, Little Rascals? The Alfalfa? Yeah, Alfalfa's in it. They have a the club. show. You mean the movie from like 1993? Yeah, yeah. That occupies like a very large portion of my brain. I love that movie. Darla is so Wait, stinking What's the cute. number for nine one one? I got a pickle. I got a pickle. Okay. I got a pickle. Hey, 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 hey. Anyway, they are part of a club called the He Man Woman Haters Club. Oh, okay. I don't want us to be the opposite of that. The She Lady Man Haters Club. No, we don't want to be not. that. So, please, if challenge us, if you're out there and you um, identify as a man, you feel targeted by anything we've said, and you have comments about that or questions or concerns. Yeah, shoot us a message. Let's Let talk know. it out. Unless it's about zodiac signs and you think I'm wrong, because I will tell you to go f yourself. But still, send it. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, Al's face. <laughs> I promise I won't do that. I'll be open. You can. You can be. Well, you're allowed to be skeptical about some things. I think. Or Unless it's my half birthday, in which case... Everyone, this is just Allie's way of plugging herself to get messages on the podcast release day, so... If you would wish me a half, a happy half birthday, you just your, your score in my good book is just gonna skyrocket. Or would it be a better gift to go give us a good review? Ooh, I'll take that as well. A good review, five stars works a comment a comment please all right all those things that can be your half birthday gift to me please thank you until next wednesday see you on wednesday bye follow us on instagram at the wednesday girls pod and find us online at the wednesdaygirls.com 
Like and subscribe wherever you listen for new episodes every Wednesday. Happy!